Universe's live coverage of SEMA 2016 is proudly brought to you by Forza Horizon 3 for the Xbox One and Windows PCs. Get yourself a copy of Forza Horizon 3 at Xbox.com on Xbox Live or your favorite retailer. Once again, from SEMA 2016 in the Magnaflow booth, it's the Universe Podcast. Uh, I've got to thank our sponsors, Magnaflow, for giving us the space here and being very gracious hosts and feeding everybody and handing out waters and doing all that stuff. Uh, and then I also thank the guys over at Forza Motorsport at uh, Turn 10 for getting us out here to Vegas and providing the, the uh, gaming rigs out back that have been very, very popular with Forza Horizon 3 on them. Uh, that game has been a lot of fun. Uh, I've wasted way too much time on it when I really shouldn't be. And uh, I have to thank the uh, Fanatec guys also for providing the uh, the wheel and pedal boxes. Have you guys played those at all? I have not. I walked by them; they were full. You can't. There's a line, so. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll get you some time. It's. I mean, they're all CNC'd. The tolerances on them are so tight that like people don't realize that the wheel you can actually pull it off, like you know, in a race car. And it, the tolerance is so tight you have to like wiggle it ever so slightly. Wow. Um, yeah, it's. The uh, the the uh, pedals and everything all hydraulic. It's yeah, it's pretty spectacular. Crazy. Yeah, it's excess. It really is, but it's the best excess possible. And speaking of Jesus Christ, your cars again. <laughs> Just oh a car. Yeah, yeah, they are. But you guys are you guys are you know there are certain people here that I always expect to see really really special stuff from, and as usual, you guys disappoint. So uh, why don't we go over, what, what is everything you got? Because I only saw a couple of them. What is everything of yours that you guys have here this year? Actually, we've got uh, four vehicles here. Uh, we've got uh, three new ones, uh, a 48 Cadillac we did for West Rydell, yeah. sitting in the uh, Flowmaster booth. Uh, yeah. The 69 Camaro, which is uh, in uh, uh, Royal Purple booth, kind of right behind us here. We've got a 65 wide-body convertible uh, in our booth. And God help me, we got the the crazy Winnebago upstairs. Yeah, the, the thousand Isn't horse. A, and I think um, I think your Pantera's kicking around somewhere, isn't it? Uh, Pantera is not here. So okay, it's still in the Peterson. Still oh, at it this is. Point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It will be moving, but it's still there. Okay. Yeah, I've seen it there because I've been to the Peterson a lot uh, this year. Yeah. Been there for a lot of stuff with the Forza guys and just with the Peterson people. Sure. And, you know, so on and so on. All the industry events in LA end up. Oh, it's Peterson again. Yeah. All right. So. Um, that Cadillac car, what what brought that about? I mean, it's it's a very you know it's a very unique take on it in that you have the innards of was it an ATSV or CTSV that you guys dissected? Uh, it's CTSV. ATSV. Okay. Yeah. ATSV. I'm sorry, ATSV. It is an yeah. ATSV. Okay. Yeah. There was some debate about that. I, thought, oh, I think it's an ATSV. Yeah, but. it is an ATSV. Okay, so you've got the 3.6 twin turbo motor, yep. correct? Yep. Which is Kind it's of a monster. Answer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think people really have appreciated what that motor is capable of yet. I think they've they've unlocked, like, maybe half the performance in that thing. Correct. Yeah. yeah there's, there's a lot to gain out of that. I think it's, what, making 460-some? 450, 460s yeah. out of the factory. Yeah. But I know the race car runs that with relatively few modifications. It's like dry sump system, uh, additional cooling. I think that's about it. And then they just crank Pumping it up a up. little bit. That, that motor's got a lot of headroom in it. Um, but the rest of that car, what was the inspiration? Because you've got this mix of modern, and then you get the 48. I mean... Well, I'll tell you, Wes Rydell uh, came to us with this project, and, and honestly, it was it was pretty much all him. He absolutely loves the 48, 49 Fastback Cadillacs. I mean, he just absolutely loves it. But 
he, he's looking for you know basically 100% reliability and in, in, in a car that he loves that he wants to drive every day and you know let's face it what better than to put a new Cadillac underneath it and so uh, he brought it to us wanted to he said Jim I want to put 50,000 miles on this car a year I want to put snow tires on this car I just want it to be my daily driver um, and then obviously think that I'm in my my new V but uh, I like the body to look like the one I like so my take on it was I, I kind of looked at it and I'm like and this is of course before I talked to you guys about it I was like well, it looks like they were. It was like a continuation. Like, what if Caddy kept building the old body style, but everything else evolved? Yeah, that's really, really what we tried to pull off. You know, we tried, certainly were hot rod guys, and we we, we knew that uh, that with this whole concept of the car, at the end, it had to look like or kind of feel like maybe GM could have built this car. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, that was really the whole thing. Well, that was and, kind of almost like the. Uh, the Holden El Mirage concept from what was it probably seven eight years ago yeah where you know it was very similar where it wasn't it wasn't an existing body but it was definitely inspired by a 40 or 50s car exactly and then it had a new Holden Commodore drivetrain and everything correct so and you guys have basically now done that with an ATSV right I mean when he says it's really funny because everything that's was in that ATSV is in that car from the rain sensors to every backup sensor. Jesus the only thing that doesn't work, which we we cheated, was the curtain airbags. Mm-hmm. And we put a resistor in to make the computer think it was there. Yeah. And we didn't know, but we didn't have a place for a third brake light, so he just buried the wire. Mm-hmm. OnStar texted Wes's phone, the owner, and told him he's got a brake light out and he needs to take it to his local dealer to get it fixed. <laughs> and that was literally after we put the battery in the car and ran it outside of our shop so enough to get a satellite view where it told OnStar that he's got a problem. There so. was no resistance on it, so it said correct. Back correct. OnStar. Yeah. I didn't even realize that they were monitoring that. Yeah, I hadn't either. Trust me. We got the car telling on us now. It used to be yeah. bad enough the owner had to find something. Mm-hmm. Now the OnStar's telling the owner he's got something. We're getting something tattled wrong. on for stuff that's wrong. <laughs> but that thing, so as far as the chassis work that went on with that, um, the original car, I mean, that had to have been body on frame. Correct. Right. Yep. So... Uh, did you? How much of the original frame is there versus none? None. None. It's a complete new fabrication. It's all ATSV. Yep. Actually, we had to stretch that car 16 inches. So basically, we knew that. I mean, who's going to do it better than the manufacturer? So we knew we didn't want to open up or stretch anything through the drive line, through you know the drive shaft area, or through anything. We wanted to keep that portion of the car intact with the engine in the right spot, the transmission. And obviously, what follows that is the fact that you still have to make sure that the seat's in the right spot and the dash is in the right spot, because we've all seen them cars where they look really cool, but you're actually sitting in the back seat. It just doesn't work. So we actually stretched that car 16 inches, pulled the shock towers forward, uh, bought another cradle from General Motors, kept the engine in one cradle, which at that time uh, carried all of the suspension, put another cradle in front of that, to make up for that 16 inches forward and then put all the suspension on the front cradle. So the motor's sitting in the stock location, everything else is sitting on a new cradle in front of that. Okay, that makes I, that makes a lot of sense. It's very complicated, but it makes yeah. a lot of sense. Right. So, so we, it really, it's more of a it's more of an ATSV with the old body on it rather than a complete new fabrication underneath right. it where you dropped an ATSV drivetrain. Exactly. Because okay. right. we wanted much more than just dropping, dropping that on. I mean, we really yeah. wanted this to be 
every fuel line clip, every like that thing's got all the wheel liners in it. It's got, um, got I mean, anything you can think of is on that car. You guys really went about that the hard way because I mean, your work is usually pretty spectacular, but at the same time. That was like an extra, that's extra challenging. You're like, oh, okay, we're going to make this actually fit. Over. You know, that's what I told Mike right. when he came out here. I said, you know, first of all, we're going to get out there, and I don't think anybody's going to get this car at all. And secondly, um, it looks easy. It, it look, when you look at the car, it looks easy to pull, to pull off. Because, like, every... Like, oh, they just took a car and cut the top off it and put a 48 over it and, no, you know, slammed the seats. To make things look factory is the hardest thing ever. Yeah. So we were nervous about that, you know, and the theme through that car, obviously we had to make it look factory, so there's no there's no hot rod blood in that at all. You know, every panel we had to fabricate, we had to make it look like plastic, we had to use the plastic push-in buttons, and well, we normally like to use an ARP bolt, we mm-hmm. put the old GM plastic push-in, so yeah. just to carry the theme of the car out. So it really does, like, just on the wheel liners, it's all the all GM, the all the little GM push-pin. Even yeah. under the hood, all the, um, like, we even put the existing, the original uh, uh, hood insulation pad in this yep, car. It seals. That. It seals on the original cowl on the 18. All that seals, just like the 18V hood sealed on. The the thing, the, the initial thing I noticed that like as I approached the car, I go, okay, we got a new we got a new caddy drivetrain in it. And then I looked at it, and I'm like, oh, even the ducting over the top of the radiator and everything. I'm like, oh, that's that's plastic. They formed that to look like it came out of that. And that's when I was like, oh, this was a really, really complicated build. Yeah, you know, the headlights, just the, just the dumb headlights in that car. Them headlights are so high-tech in them new Vs. Um, because those turn as well. Right, oh, yeah, they yeah. turn, they follow the car, they're self-leveling, and, you know. But we had to physically put them in the bandsaw, cut them apart. You know, the new headlights, there's no bulbs in them. When they're junk, they're junk. You yeah. just replace the whole thing. So we cut them all apart, took all the components out of it machine new round headlights like putting a square peg in a round hole so and basically literally probably 10 inches back from where the headlight sits everything under that fender is in its own little compartment which is the headlight it has all the drivers it has the the led and that's an expensive mistake to make too right because yeah there's no like you make one little mistake you gotta throw the whole assembly out oh yeah and they're what 18 1900 bucks a headlight so and but but now the computer thinks it's the 16v headlight because Every part to. of it, yeah, it works. A, there's a computer for everything. Even the taillights, we had to cut the taillights apart because there's no bulbs in them taillights. It's all LED. When the taillight, you know, bulb goes bad in them, you throw the taillight away. But we had to saw them apart, actually take the boards out of them, and feed off of them boards to our new LED boards that we actually had created for that for that particular forty. Did you ever think you'd be doing surface mount work when you got into doing cars? No. No. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and then everything you can't just splice those new wires because you can. That's your yeah. job. The computer knows the ohms of everything. They, you know, yeah, they, they, they know the everything, so you got to try to cheat everything. So every yeah. everything you had to stretch, you were you, you were you know you had to be very careful to make sure that um, you had them twisted, you had them put in the proper way. Where and obviously this is all stuff that we learned through the process through these GM guys. That thank God Wes owns enough dealerships and knows enough people to guide us in the right direction. So I think, you know, it was a really a challenging project, but um, at the end, we were scared as shit bringing it here because it, it appeared to be so easy. I think it's probably a fairly polarizing car, but when I, like I said, the second that I started looking at it, I'm like, well, this was a really hard build. <laughs> How long was it overall? One year, because it's a current model year car. Yeah. Okay. So that's, 
What we were excited about is that you're not looking at a five-year-old Corvette dash in a car. Or, you know, you get dated right away. Well, you see in a 17, same as a 16, but it's a current model, you know, yeah, basically. Yeah. We had about 7,000 hours in that, 7 plus. I didn't catch it. Was that the? Was that an automatic or a manual? It's 8-speed auto. It's 8-speed auto. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys, did you guys have anybody do any uh, retuning on the ECU to up the power a little Not bit? Yet. Not Wes yet. going to do that. He yeah. is. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, December 5th, Leno is going to do a thing on it, so we're going to take it out and have Leno pound on it. Yeah. That'll, yeah. That'll be cool. They'll yeah. do a nice job filming yeah. that. They always do. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, that, that, and especially once they up the power on that car, it's going to be even more nuts. It'll be a blast. You know, obviously, we've done a lot of cars, and I told him, I said, you know, that's really the only car that we've ever done that I personally would really like to have in my garage. That Alpha platform is goddamn amazing. Yeah. I, we're learning even by that, though. I mean, we stuffed too big a tire under that car for SEMA. Mm-hmm. We didn't realize the travel on that suspension. I mean, compared to... What we're used to working mm-hmm. on, there's amazing amounts of travel. It's so. probably a good six inches on there. Yeah. We had the uh, actually the fenders off, the rear fenders off the car, and uh, a guy by the name of Dick Knoll worked with the GM Camaro department. He was actually over at our shop that day, and he's like, I'm a little nervous for you boys. I don't know if you have enough clearance. He says, I don't know. How. And rear wheels in them cars move a long ways in mm-hmm. a lot of different directions. So, And he was exactly right. So we overtired it, so we're going to have to... Obviously, have some new hoops built for the rear wheels and, and get that. But, yeah. but you know what? That's not unexpected for SEMA. Half yeah. these cars that are in here can't drive on the wheels. Yeah, yeah well, that car drives. I well, mean, we can drive it. No, but I mean, you right. wouldn't want to on a right. long term right. basis. Yeah, it's, not, yeah, yeah. You're, you're absolutely right. It was kind of fun. Jason had to drive the car over, and he had never been here before, so he turns the on, or turns on the um, navigation system and showed him how to get here. You know, it's just it just worked. We yeah. had no idea. I know it's supposed to work, but we were in the shop, and one guy goes, that car got remote start? And we're like, I don't know. Let's try. And boom, it started. I mean, we just started laughing yeah. because we had well, no idea. Well, I mean, you, you kept everything in place. There's right. no reason it shouldn't Exactly. Right. But so. when it happens, it's just little things that make car guys giggly. Yeah. I find it funny that you guys are like, I don't know if it does this. And <laughs> yeah. it's like, well, it's a feature that you've been staring at for a year. And didn't yeah, I had no. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, that... How much, how much work was it to get that interior fit inside that shell? There's a lot that people. I mean, like every stereo speaker, every seatbelt holder, everything is in the same height location as it was in the thing. So the way the shelf fits in the back. Yeah, I was gonna say the parcel, the parcel shelf, and then the dash had to have been the worst of it. The dash was really cool and the way they make these dashes today where it's a whole module modular load I, yeah. I never want to pull a dashboard out of a car again. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's uh it's like opening up the engine compartment of a rocket you know you just like look yeah. at all that stuff and go close wow. it back up. i'd rather drop i'd rather drop an engine and transmission than pull the yeah. dashboard out it's yeah. it's the worst work ever yeah because especially when you're you know you're craned upside down when your ass in the seat and your neck under the dashboard or something it's just oh I, honestly, Jim and I can't do it. <clears throat> the guys in the shop, everybody's got their own little niche, and yeah. everybody says they got the best. But if everybody's got the best, we got equal to the best. I can tell you that we got very good employees, and you know yeah. none of this can happen. That's without. where you send the twenty-five-year-old and go, "Hey, fish those wires. Yeah, exactly. they're still exactly. bendable, yeah. right? Yeah, the shit you've done all them other years, you just push it off to somebody else. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah, and it's hard to sometimes it's hard to give up that control yeah. though. It, it really is. is. I mean, when you've been when you've been the one in charge and you control every little aspect of it, sometimes it's hard to you know to go. Okay, 
I know you're capable, but still being able to just go, all right, do it, do it yourself. Yeah. I don't think we've ever let. I mean, Jim and I. I don't even have. I got a flip phone yet. It's always dead. Um, I don't really take any calls. I just want to work like Jim. We just. Yeah, there's no. If you come there, you wouldn't know that who owned the place. I can guarantee. You. Yeah. I don't have a desk. I don't have a phone. I, I'm just a you worker. You don't even have a toolbox. Yeah, I mean it's it's the hard thing with being my companies too. It's just you know, to 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 give that responsibility off, and you know the people that you bring in are, are competent and able to do it. It's just like it's in your head. Sometimes you're like, oh, I can do it faster right. without having to translate it and explain it to you. Yeah. But obviously, we can't always be everywhere all right. the time. You know, we've sure been blessed with uh, the people we've had the opportunity to build cars for. You know, you go your whole life um, digging them ditches and doing what you do, and um, it's actually refreshing to, to have, uh, you know, the two new owners that we have this year that not ask you how much. And that's yeah. never happened our, our entire life. I mean, we've, we've been doing this a long time. You can see his hair is gray, and I don't have any. Um, so, and they're 35 years old. It's it's a tragedy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, but my point is, it was it's actually it's actually uh, it was just refreshing this time, you know. Uh, really not well, having to you stick know, to, to, to start the ATSV story in the Cadillac, though. We didn't know if we could do it. I mean, we didn't know if proportionally, like he said, if you'd be lined up mm-hmm. until we cut it. We had no idea. And Wes was so cool. He's like brand new he brought us two cars by mm-hmm. by the way one a brand new ATSV and one a used 15 feet or 15 ATS mm-hmm. but he's like if it doesn't work we'll just scrap and go conventional chassis <laughs> All I right. mean so the weight of it's okay if it doesn't work huge yeah well it's different you know from versus a guy that even comes to you with a Three hundred thousand dollar budget. I mean, that's still a lot of money. A lot. But, still, but still, to ask a guy that's spent three hundred thousand dollars to put another fifty in, that's a big chunk of change. That's huge. Yeah. That's huge. I mean, yeah. granted, that guy probably to be able to approach a build has it, but that's still a big ask. That's yeah. Everybody's got a limit. Yeah. And it seems like as a builder, you want to push that limit because you don't know and. I mean, you don't know what you don't know until you're in the middle of it. And, yeah. you know, that, that was a, obviously a fresh car. The Camaro that we did, on the other hand... Yeah, you got to get you a little closer there. You know, the Camaro we did, on the other hand, is uh, um, been at another shop uh, prior to getting to us. And, you know, I think there was some frustrations. It was there a long time. Every every single part he had was, was outdated, as you know how quick that happens. Especially, I mean... Especially if he's using modern drivetrain components, it's like every two minutes. Yeah, and it, you know, we we threw three quarters of that car away, including the hinges on it that weren't ours. And the motor. <laughs> and, and the it, motor. We we didn't even use his motor. And what did he have in there before? Uh, we had an LS3, but it had some. I don't was, even want to go into a brand of. It was that older supercharged uh, motor quite. No, I just don't want to. You know, bash just piss somebody off. Yeah, yeah, I just don't want to do no that. Need. Just, no, I was, it, it was from GM, so there's no bad. Yeah, it's um, it so stab. what? What? So let's talk about the Camaro. What, did, what have you got? Which I unfortunately have not had a chance to see. I've been locked up in this thing yeah. recording the entire time, so I've had very little time. So your guys, the stu- the the Caddy is what I've seen. I saw Ryan Turk's uh, car with the uh, four five eight motor in it, which was pretty spectacular. I mean, it's it's clearly. It's not a pretty build. It's a functional build. 
but it's impressive nonetheless. Yes. Oh, yes. Um, uh, tell me what's, uh, what's going on with the Camaro. 69 Camaro, the guy was very clear at the end of it he wanted a 69 Camaro, and, and uh, he said, look, I'm really trying to build a really high-end, top-notch, standout 69 Camaro, but in the end, guys, it better look like a 69 it's Camaro. It's hard to make a 69 Camaro stand out. Yeah, a lot of them. there's no doubt. Yeah. And uh, so we got after it pretty hard and, and uh, built a lot of cool carbon parts for it. And, you know, it was a scary car, but Don, great guy. He, you know, he's a tool and die maker, so he, uh, he had the ability to come up with some real clever ways of actually machining some of the parts. And, uh, That's the first know, time we've ever, ever used, like, wire EDM and some really things that really aren't machinable and angles that his EDM can do and burn and... You can kind of go into how, no, I mean, how it's much just is done. Crazy amounts of, of uh, the car's name is G Code because honestly, the whole car was damn near built on a on a CNC. Yeah. Um, so we did a lot of really cool parts to that car. The front bumpers all machined, the rear, all of the parts. One lights, piece. The yeah. dash. That's a lot of machine time. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of machine. The steering time. wheel has two hundred and forty hours of machining just the steering oh wheel. It's just crazy prototype. Everything you see is built. Yeah. Not one it part. Looks, it, it looks. You walk stock. right by it because it looks like a '69 Camaro that, you know. Not we didn't. We didn't change a grill. I mean, it's all. What we did was we, it's all new built. We changed the. You know the, like a, on an on a RS car, they have the real flat grill on them, so the mm-hmm. front end's real flat inside of there. But the SS cars all had the really kind of a pointy grill, so we did the best of both worlds. We thought the, the pointier grill was a better-looking grill in that car, so we actually made that grill for it, and uh, it's an RS car that uh, we actually oversized the openings a little bit. Not much, but proportionally it looks it looks really good, and um, the, the door's no longer open. It's got an LED-style headlight behind it that's super bright that just blasts right through the doors. and. Um, this tremendous amount of hours and thought in that car. Just the lighting in that car is phenomenal, even when you open the doors and the, the way. And uh, even the lower turn signals and, and uh, <clears throat> the lower turn lights. signals have the the fog driving light on the outside of it on the LED boards. The centers all the turn indicators. We we had all these boards engineered and built, and uh, I think there's ten thousand dollars in LED boards in the car. With the advent of, of- just how quickly LED stuff has proliferated over the last, even just four or five years. Is yeah. that, has that significantly changed the way you guys are, are building on these systems? I mean, does that free up a lot of space for you? What is it? It's just everything about it. You know, they're just much, I think, much better, much better looking light, much brighter light, and, you know, a lot less power to run them, you know. Yeah. Uh, back but, in the old days, everybody threw a, an LED board in their tail light, and they'd have 1157 up front, and, and uh, um, then it got to the point where they would actually put LEDs in the front and figure out why nothing would flash because they, you know, they can't. They got the old flashers in them. They yeah. not even realize you need an electric flasher that, uh, you know, will flash with a lesser you know, power to it. So yeah. they're just. But even the boards are a challenge. Like <clears throat> this Camaro, even the lenses are machined. I mean, we machined all the lenses and, like, on the Cadillac, all those taillights on that car are actually just. Uh, silicone mold poured dyed like gm cleared mm-hmm. but when you puts the board in it it was really dead because you got this led board with this red lens big fish bowl. big space so come up with the idea of machining if you look at them they're bitching machined like a tree mm-hmm. out of billet but then we machined uh, acrylic 
VDs. So it carries the light. So it yeah, yeah, yeah. blows the light out of it. But if you look inside, it's not just this fishbowl. It's actually amazing piece of art inside it. Which is a shame because nobody will nobody ever see it. Nobody will that. see it. Yeah, but they that. would have seen that it was empty yeah. before. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because you know, then, on the old lenses, they have the grooves and all that to reflect the light. People yeah. rarely notice what's right about anything. They always notice the what's wrong. wrong. Yeah. Good yeah. point. Yeah. Those taillights are all, you know, we, they're all argon-filled. Mm-hmm. Keep the moisture out of them. I mean, you just, knowing he was going to drive that car every day, you just had to take every step to not have him call you back for something crazy, like especially five. when the car's sitting in Arizona. Yeah, but, you know, those understated builds are, yeah. are oftentimes, I mean... They're the coolest ones, just because it's not everything needs to be painted purple and yep. have right. reflections on it, yep. you know, and basically be SEMA, you know, embodied in a single vehicle. It's you know stuff like you know like like this Mustang out front here. It's it's yes, it's a it's a million dollar build, but it's not ostentatious in its presentation, you know, outwardly. Right. <laughs> so it's it's a very cool car, and you guys pull that off too, and it's um, you know. There's just so much weird shit that goes on in this building. Right. And, and I just scratch my head and go, why? But, you know, I don't know if you saw it, but, like, over at the Mobile One booth, Magnus's car there, his, his, he's got a 993-964 hybrid car, you know, Porsche. It's just, it's very modest. It's it's just a very modest gray, nice, clean interior. But they did very little things. Like, the, fender, the fenders have vents just like the new GT3 uh, RS. You know, you get that, and then they've got just slight, slight lines in the roof that, that follow the new car, but it's all using the old car's part. It's just that little stuff. People don't notice what's right. They notice what's wrong. Yep. Or ain't that so the truth. It's, I like going around the show and just finding that stuff, the subtle things, rather than the thing that's flashing at me. Right. You know. Yeah, when people want to build a hood scoop, they want to build a hood scoop. They want to build a spoiler. They're going to let you know they built the spoiler. Yeah. They're almost afraid to do that much work and not be noticed. Yeah, exactly. It's, hey, hey, look at me. Yeah. Or, like, you know, I'm sure you guys know Jason Engel, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that Camaro that he brought here last year, he's like, yeah, I spent six weeks on the spoiler. And it showed. Yeah. I was looking at this thing, looking around, and he just looks at me and goes, yeah, six weeks of my time. Yeah, that sounds about right. Right. You know, um, so out of everything else that's here, what else, you know, who else's stuff is really appealing to you this year? I mean, I, I know you guys were talking to the uh, the Timeless guys about the Mustang up front there. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. You know, I'm, obviously we're being drugged around by air. We haven't had a, a, an opportunity to really yeah. see a whole lot, but uh, there is an old, uh, that Ford. That uh, 50 Ford over. In, yeah. Uh, did you see that one? I, yeah, it's pretty, I, you know that's cool. that's a that's a that caught my eye. It's it's it looks like something we would have probably threw our hands at, but yeah. um, I I think that car's cool. Uh, I like Kyle uh, Detroit Speed's Willie out here. I think that's a pretty cool car. Um, you know, besides that, honestly, I haven't seen a lot. Yeah, you've been you've been as busy as I have. Where unfortunately yeah. is all the cool stuff we'd like to see. Yeah, doesn't happen. Yeah, unfortunately, we're going to see it later and go. Are you shitting me? I didn't get to look at that. Yeah, we'll yeah. see it online. And yeah, like, God damn, damn it, it was right it. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it sucks, but it's you know it's reality. We're here to do business, right? So yeah. it's maybe at some point we'll get a day to be spectators. Right. But, yeah. no, not so much. Yeah, I don't want to be a spectator yet. No, it's fun building stuff. I mean, I'm tied up in this. And, I'm I'm working on getting a project together that I, I'm like you guys. I will do everything and take my time until it's absolutely perfect. And but the difference is, is I don't want to open a shop. I'm just going to do it for right. myself. Yeah. So and if it takes five years, it takes five years. Right. I don't care. 
I don't care. It will all be done. I mean, it's to the point where I'm going to do my own machine work and all that sure. stuff. It's just, again, if I don't know how to do something. I'm going to learn it. Yeah, I'm going to learn how to do it. Yeah. Because that, to me, is part of the enjoyment of it. It's like, you know, you guys have your customers that, that come to you and, you know, and they want a specific thing. And that's that's great. It's great for your business and it's great for them. But I couldn't do that right. myself. You know? We couldn't do that ourselves. Exactly. The enjoyment and large portion of the enjoyment and actually making it. And remaking it more times often. Yeah. Well, so. I think that's what what they're expecting us to do is it's like you they want what you want but they just want it quicker so we have to find a way if we don't who do you trust and who's going to be there to do it looks like you did it you know what I mean so yeah that's, I actually like this thing sitting right out front. I don't know what the hell it is, but it's that like to That's drive the it. one we're talking oh, the, about. The Batmobile? Yeah. yeah, that thing's badass. That Batmobile. Okay, so Richard Waitis from Magnaflow here had a big hand in taking care of basically all the cooling and engine management and basically making sure that the drivetrain was happy. The rest of that stuff is a full trophy truck underneath. That they, If you see the Batman vs. Superman movie, apparently there are almost no computer effects in all the Batmobile scenes. They jumped that thing 30 feet through the Are air. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's a full-functioning trophy truck underneath. And it's the Who last... did the body on that thing? It's just a... I, I don't know. It's crazy. I don't know. Uh, Rich could tell Rich could tell you if you ask I him wonder after. if it's plastic or is it metal or what? Uh, it's a composite, I think, isn't I, it? Yeah, I think, it's, I think there's a lot of fiberglass that in there, too. Just, I think I dig that thing. That's cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's 12 and a half feet wide. So it's the last car that you get to... It had to be the first car in to see and the last car out. Because all the aisles here are a maximum of 12 feet. Wow. Yeah. It's wow. cool, though. But it runs. It's an LS3 in there, and it runs real well, apparently. Wow. Richard was saying, it's like, yeah, I want to take your thing out to Glam as he goes over the ground. <laughs> of course, it's probably worth half a yeah. million dollars with all the labor put into oh, it. Oh, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, yeah. it'd be nice to be Batman for a day, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just get the... I, I just got the new Batman VR game. I, yeah. I'm looking for, I haven't opened it up yet, but I'm looking forward <laughs> to playing it. I'm like, that'll be fun. Yeah. That'll be real fun. The question is, which Batman do you want to be? Do you want to be Michael Keaton? Do you want, you know. Right. Or, God forbid, the, the George Clooney Batman. That was bad. Yeah. But uh, anyway, um, so what was the other vehicle that you guys brought? You had three new ones that you brought. Uh, 65 convertible wide body, you know, us Ring Brothers, we can't get away from our Mustangs, but yeah. uh, we did this for a guy in Texas. Really cool car, 5.8 uh, Shelby motor, blown Shelby motor. Oh, from the from the Cobra a few yep, years ago. Yep. Yeah, uh, 13. Uh, things putting 700 horse plus to the rear tire. Of it's, course it is. It's way too much power for the car, but um, pretty cool car. Yeah. Anything, I mean, it, it, you're writing it off, oh, pretty cool car. What, I mean, what the hell went into it, man? Yeah. Well, it's a wide-body car. We widen the car four inches. It's got some really giant tires on it. It's a sleeper. You know, you look at it. Yeah, we built a kind of a trick luggage rack on the back, which who the hell ever puts a luggage rack on their car. But we machined one all up and sold the carbon spoiler that goes in it. Is that just kind of a throw-off tactic to make it look a little more sleeperish? Yeah, Yeah. I think it is. I mean, this car looks like a very It looks like a gentleman's car that you just... You know, just a nice Mustang. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. you were going to go golfing and, you know, take the wife out. It's sexy. Which you but, probably could still. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's chrome. We're not, you know, the Camaro and the Mustang are probably, I didn't think anybody thought Ring Brothers knew what chrome was before this year, but a lot of chrome, little nostalgia. It looks like, oh, it's a pretty. Everybody thinks it's so pretty. Yeah, yeah. that's what you get. It's it. not badass. It's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> 
but sometimes that's that's fun. Just like I said, that Porsche over there, it's yeah. pretty. Yeah. yeah. Little people. Not to rip the face off, right. but, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, uh, so what was the chassis like on that one? It's all DSC in there now. Yeah. Yeah. They make a good product. Yeah. It's, uh, how many hours do you have in that one? Uh, I think about close to 4,000. Yeah. So that's kind of a shorter build for you guys, sure. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Shorter in hours, not in time. Yeah. Yeah. We've was it another crazy. year long or? Yeah, three of these in one year. It's crazy. a lot of work for you guys. Uh, it really hundreds is. Hundreds of hours a week, piece. Yeah. Months and months. How many guys do you have room for you now? Well, a total of about 15, but not guys. You know, that's. We got you know, four girls in front of Yeah, well, I just mean not guys literally. I mean just people. Yeah, yeah. So 15. Yeah. So, yeah, that's. We got our hands full. Yeah, that's a lot of cars for you guys. I mean, it's timeless. Guys, they've got 10,000. 15 guys in the shop, and they did that. That was their car this year. Right. For you guys to do three, it's kind of insane. Yeah. They got more hours in that than. Yeah, they've got a lot of time. Yeah. That thing. That, and it shows. It right. really shows. It's crazy. <laughs> didn't they? I believe they won Best Domestic, didn't they? Best what? Domestic. You know, I don't know. Something like that. They they pulled away. They came away with one of the big awards. Cool. But yeah, I I, I enjoyed. We had them on yesterday, and uh, it was a, it was a really good chat. Uh, yeah. I like those guys a lot, and they're they're doing some crazy stuff. I think they're going to make me a uh, flat plane crank for my Sweet. LS3. Awesome. So, yeah. yeah. That's that's kind of where I'm going with my Corvette. Yeah. So, yeah. It's uh, it's going to be a silly car. Sweet. I'm looking forward to it. So, um, GM last night, well, yesterday we went to the, the design award thing. They gave that Camaro we did the best uh, Chevy at the show awards. Just, was, just a small. That was pretty cool. Yeah. They, they, they really dig that car. I asked the other guy what he thought of the Cadillac money. He's like, ah, I just don't really care for it. So it's kind of funny, you know, everybody's got an opinion. And but the Cadillac was, like, the way more complicated. Oh, tremendously. I mean, uh, but for some reason, that particular designer didn't. He's like, I just don't get it. <laughs> but you know what? The people I've talked to have been half and half on that, too. Like, so, yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, the work that went into that. Actually, GM, uh, and one of my guys just showed it to me, GM or somebody put up this app uh, on, I think it's on their website, that... Uh, is like it or leave it kind of thing with the thing with a bunch of pictures of it and I think it's at like 92% like it so some people like it I guess yeah <laughs> I yeah I want to see you guys do a really cool viewer next year yeah. yeah well you know we've never done an old car yeah never I think the oldest car we've ever done was a 64 65 Mustang or 64 yeah. Fairlane so this is the earliest car you've ever done oh by far oh yeah, yeah. I'd love to see like a 40s or 50s Buick too those yeah. things oh they're so cool there's a company I, I've been really dying to see one with like a uh, one of those with like a uh, uh, there's companies making billet Grand National blocks now doing doing the it just seems like right to do a viewer for the sure, Grand National yeah. engine yeah. so yeah those Them things were monsters remember growing up in high school that's all you wanted was a Grand National well they're almost indestructible <laughs> right yeah. you know. Actually, next year we're doing a Javelin, a 72 AMX for Prestone Antifreeze. Oh, that'll be uh, Nobody does those. No, nobody's touched. It's kind of a I love crazy, them. ugly duckling. I, I, there's I things like I like about it, and there's I like things them. I hate about it. But yeah. I think there's a lot of upside on that car. I got my I got my friend Zach like trying to get a hold of me and like trying to flash me down and like I don't have my glasses on. I can't see anything you're doing. <laughs> Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> I can tell it's him, but that's about it. So, 
Um, but otherwise, uh, I got to kind of get wrapped up here because we got another group coming in. Sure, perfect. I really appreciate you guys coming I appreciate by. Appreciate. And you, of course, are always welcome to come in and visit us in Culver City too. I'm sure awesome. the boys will be filming the rest of your stuff soon. Cool. Um, you know, everybody's got TV shows and internet shows and blah 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 blah. And then we've got the little podcast going here too. So, uh, but yeah. Once again, it's been a pleasure, gentlemen. Oh, Thank you for everything. It's our pleasure. And if there's ever anything that we can do for you, just please reach out. Happy, to, happy to have you guys on promote whatever you're working on. Or, yeah, it's it's always. I cannot speak highly enough of your work. I very much admire everything you guys do. Thank you so much. Thank you. So once again, I have to thank MagnaFlow for being our gracious host here. Forza guys for getting us out here to Vegas and, and making sure that we don't go broke while we're here. Uh, go get yourself a copy of Forza Horizon Three. I, I've got copies of games and stuff for you guys that you can take back with you. Great. And then uh, Fanatec for sending out the meal and tire packages. Uh, and of course, you can find Forza at uh, Xbox.com on Xbox Live or it went right over retail short. Uh, you decide to shop that. So thanks again, guys. I really appreciate it. Thank thanks. We'll